This is the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. This week's message takes us to the book of James, chapter 1 and 3, where we learn invaluable godly wisdom in communicating. How effective would your communication become if you were to engage three simple godly guidelines in every conversation you had? And now here's Pastor Francis Calambera with the final installment of our four-part series, The Four Pillars of Strengthening Relationships, titled Communication, Getting It Said Well. It is an honor and a privilege uh, to welcome to the platform to bring the Word of God Pastor Francis, uh, just been uh, so thrilled to be able to work with such a, an, an honorable man and a man of God. Uh, Pastor Francis is, as you know, a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, godly pastor. And so uh, let's give him our attention as he shares what God has put on his heart. Blessings. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we are going to talk about communication. And uh, we will go to the book of um, James. James is such a person who is, um, his, his epistle is so hard-hitting. And uh, he's so to the point. Maybe he knew that it was going to be a very short epistle, so he needed to not beat about the bush and just give it straight. And uh, when you look at that book, it's more or less uh, part of what we could um, call wisdom literature in the Bible. In the Old Testament, we have the, the Psalms, we have the, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs. And uh, so when you look at, at this book, it teaches us about wisdom. And wisdom is something that we all have to grow into. Amen. <laughs> Uh, many times we can, we can gain knowledge, but not get wisdom. But the supreme thing is wisdom. And in one area where a person is seen to be gaining wisdom is through the way we speak and what we speak. You, you hear somebody speak, you can tell there's pride in this person. You hear somebody speak, you can see this person is depressed. You, all right? You hear a person, you know uh, what, what is in their heart. Because the Bible says, from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, it can be said to be like a spiritual barometer, so to speak. And James, knowing this, speaks something that I found it is very true. Unfortunately, <laughs> to, 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 to many of us. And uh, more so to me. So I will read from, first, uh, from James chapter 1. We'll read verse 19 and verse 26. Then we'll go to James and read chapter 3. And uh, up, up to, uh, to 12. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Very powerful words, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm suggesting that throughout this week, let that be a word that we will all meditate upon. 
verse 26 says if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue he deceives himself and his religion is worthless religion that god our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans widows and their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world but the the, the verse that we want to focus on is that word in the verse 26 now let's go to chapter 3 It says not many of you should presume to be teachers my brothers because you know that we who teach including myself will be judged more strictly we all stumble in my in many ways we all stumble if anyone is never at fault in what he says he is a perfect man and i'm yet to meet any perfect man <laughs> so i can conclude that all of us stumble in one way or the other through what we speak or how we speak then he's a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us we can turn uh um, we can take we can tend the whole animal or take sheep as an ex as an example although they are so large and driven by strong winds they are steered by very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go likewise the tongue is a small part of the body but it makes great boasts consider what a great forest is is set on fire by a small spark the tongue is also a fire a world of evil among parts of the body it corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell All kinds of animals birds reptiles and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man but no man can tame the tongue it is a restless evil full of deadly poison with the tongue we praise the lord and father and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing my brothers this should not be can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring my brothers can a fig tree bear olives or a grave pine grave vine bear figs neither water neither can a salt spring produce fresh water father god we we come before you this wonderful morning we submit ourselves so oh god to the ministry of your word 
and we pray that Holy Spirit, you who are our great teacher, will teach through me and impart, O oh God, these life-giving words that they may encourage our inner person, correct where we need to be corrected, rebuke us where we need to be rebuked, instruct us where we need to be instructed, so that, O oh God, we can become more and more like our greatest example that we have, Jesus Christ himself. And Lord, we acknowledge that for sure we struggle with taming our tongues. And we pray that through the Holy Spirit, you will help us to bring under control our tongues. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, no matter how spiritual we may think we are, we all could control our speech more effectively. That's what we see through this uh, passage, as James has uh, explained to us. Many times we are quick to speak and very slow to listen. And many times we are very quick to get angry instead of being patient. We are quick to lash out instead of taking time before we, we speak. Many are problems that have been caused in the world because of the uncontrolled tongue. Just recently in, in, in history of the world, in our living memory, we heard of what happened in Rwanda when the Tutsis and the Hutus, which are the, the ethnic groups that are found there, the major ones, that they were fighting with one another. But when investigations were made as to how did this come about, that between 800,000 people to a million in between there were wiped out in a genocide that happened there. It was found that the Hutus who were in control then promoted what has become called hate speech. They began to talk about the, 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 the Tutsis in terms like these are cockroaches because these people now they heard that and with the animosity that was already there they began to kill their neighbors who were, who, who were Tutsis. The people that they had lived with for over years, suddenly they were no longer people. They were cockroaches. You can kill a cockroach and not feel any guilt, isn't it? <laughs> but what is the point? The point is it was the words that, that were spoken 
that incited many people to rise up and begin to take pangas and begin to hack their own neighbors because of the words. So James is saying it's like a small thing, but it can have a very big impact. That's what he says. And research has revealed that almost every marriage that breaks down, there is a failure of communication. A certain lady called Diane Vaughan of Cambridge, of Oxford University, did a research for 14 years and he found out, she found out that communication was the major cause of many failures in marriage. So when we look at what James is saying here, he says something. He says that this, this tongue is very difficult to tame. He says you can tame animals. Men have been able to tame all sorts of, of animals, even tigers, whatever. They're able to tame them. But the tongue is a difficult one to tame. The tongue is what truly shows that even when we are born again, there is the, the, the sinful nature that we still have. And the tongue is, is the expression of that uh, sinful nature at times. That's why he says the same people that can raise their holy hands and praise the Lord. Say, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Father. Oh, you are holy can use the same tongue and begin to gossip others, begin to, to put down others, begin to exaggerate things, begin to lie, and all sorts of things that, that, that do happen. So there is a destructive communication. There is also constructive communication. So when you look at uh, the destructive communication, we hear, as we have just read, that the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set the whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. In Proverbs, there is a word that says the, 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 the tongue has got the power for life and death. In many, many instances, we have quoted that verse and, and taught a teaching of positive confession, all right? <laughs> Whereby you are sick and you tell people, I am I'm not sick, okay? Come on, you're sick. <laughs> tell people you're sick. Then you go to the hospital or you pray to God, amen? <laughs> so that's taking it to the extreme, the positive confession movement that has been going on. But when you look at that, the context of that and what, what the proverb says, it, uh, and if we can... Uh, look at it in the context of relationships, context of marriage, you see that the tongue, if not properly used, can cause death to your relationship in your marriage. Amen? The tongue can be, the tongue can be death to relationships. So, some of the destructive communication that takes place is gossip. Many times, even among believers, gossip is, is entertained. And it's one of those sins that have been uh, 
so welcome among believers to the extent that sometimes you gossip and gossip and gossip and you try to spiritualize the, the gossip, try to rationalize the gossip and say, let us now pray. <laughs> As if to put the approval of God on that gossip that it was, you know, it's still gossip. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you begin to talk about some things that, you know, you wouldn't talk when somebody else was there, isn't it? Why are you t talking about it when he's, that person is not there? Most of the times it's because you know that what you were saying was not the right thing. Putting others down. Some people are in the habit of putting other people down. Amen? They, they kind of, you know, get, you know, they feel good when they put other people down. That's something that should not be entertained among people of God. Yeah. Bragging. Never stopping to tell of what they have and what they are doing and all these other things. That's, that's, that comes from pride. Amen? False teaching, uh, especially to people like us who stand on the pulpit like this and begin to teach and all that. James says there that you who are teachers, you are going to be judged more severely. Because of, uh, in what, because of what you teach. You know, in, in those days, uh, many people aspired to be teachers. It was a very respectful profession among the, the Jewish people to be a teacher, to be a rabbi. So even when people became born again, a lot of them wanted to be, to, to be teachers. Can I hear amen from some teachers in the house? I'm one of them. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I enjoy teaching. It's so, it's so good. So, but James is warning people against false teaching by the, by the teachers. That's also part of destructive communication. There have been people over through the course of history who have taught things that have led people astray. People have, have, have heard from some teachers and, and committed suicide thinking that they are going to heaven. Or you think I'm talking about the Muslims. No, I'm talking about people who are supposed to be Christians. But they followed a certain cultic teacher who taught them that, you know, let's all, all you know, sell our stuff and all that. And then let's all drink poison. We are going to heaven. And the people listened to that and they did that. And you may be thinking, where did it happen? It happened in the States. <laughs> Amen. It happened there. Just recently here in, in, in Blanta, in Tiranda, there were people there who, after receiving some false teaching, they set themselves on fire and died. So these are things that do happen. But also us as, 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 as parents, you, you may be teaching by example, things that may have a negative impact on your children. Because many of the things, they are not taught, but they are caught. So you teach sometimes by what you, 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 you model. And for that, God will ask of you that what you did or what you said affected others in a negative way. Exaggerating. That's one of the things that also happen, um, uh, even among people of God. 
you're here, uh, uh, especially among uh, some pastors, evangelists, and all that. You go to a crusade or to a meeting, and, 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 and 200 people came, and you say, oh, there were 1,000 people there. Come on, man, there were only 200 people there. <laughs> you know, try to make it look good. Eh? <laughs> you know, these things happen. Or oh, exaggerating testimonies, you know. We do, kind, those kinds of things can happen. Manipulation, trying to manipulate others. Maybe in the relationship, the husband trying to manipulate the husband, the, the wife, the wife trying to manipulate the, 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 the man, the wife trying to control the husband through the tongue, and maybe the husband also trying to manipulate the wife through the tongue. These things that do happen. Lies, that is being economical with the truth, all right? This, these lies also do happen as well. This, these are all forms of uh, destructive communication. Cursing, the Bible says, let no curse, uh, uh, curse language or filth be heard from your mouth in, in, in chapter 4 of Ephesians. Uh, I've just forgotten the vase, but it's there in chapter 4. So coarse language should not be, or coarse jokes, you know. You, you get into these uh, relationships where people, they, they, they feel good when they, 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 they share dirty jokes and all that. But those things are not supposed to be among people of God. Slender. Oh, how many times we speak of somebody as if we have got all the facts, you know. Most of the time, oh, that person is this and this and this. Come on, you don't know all that is there about the person. You find out about the person and then you regret, oh, why did I say all those things that I said when the whole truth is revealed to you? Because you don't know the person. So a lot of times we sin also through the tongue, through slandering others, speaking ill of others without having the, the facts right. Only God knows the facts right about everybody. Amen. But all of us, we don't know more about other people. There will still be other things about other people that we will not know. Nagging. Can I hear the men say amen? <laughs> Come on, there are no nagging women in the house. <laughs> oh. That Solomon says it's better to have uh, to sleep at the at, at the corner of the room than to sleep with the quarrelsome woman. <laughs> you know, you get into a relationship, into marriage, thinking I'm going to change this man. So you're doing everything you can with your tongue, you know, bombarding that husband day after day. Oh, you have to change it. Hey. <laughs> you cannot change that mind. Only God can. Amen. <laughs> you cannot change that woman. Only God can. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so let's not try to, to like each other. That is destructive communication. So you begin to see the man is no longer staying at the house, you know. Over, all of a sudden, he has become a workaholic, <laughs> okay. Or he's always out with the boys, avoiding to be at the house. Why? It's too much. Yap, yap, yap. Yeah. Okay. Head speech. Oh, I've already said about head speech. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about... Constructive communication. <laughs> okay. 
Remember? <laughs> okay. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. The tongue can also be an instrument of good. You know, praising the Lord. That's a good way of using the tongue. Amen? Praising the Lord. How to get it said well. In chapter 4 of Ephesians, we hear there that the, the book says, Speaking truth in love. Amen? It's okay to, to, to speak the truth. It's very okay. But sometimes the truth is not sp- spoken in love. It is driven maybe by anger. Sometimes it is driven by resentment. And a person who listens to that truth is not rejecting the truth. Sometimes is rejecting the manner or the tone of that truth, isn't it? So speaking the truth and knowing how to speak that truth, that's wisdom. Amen? That's what the Bible encourages us. So critical words must be used very sparingly. Let's be economical with criticism and be generous with praise. Amen? All of us, we need sometimes to hear somebody says, oh, you are just an awesome husband. Amen? <laughs> oh, you are such a, a, a very ah, awesome wife, isn't it? Not always just criticizing and all that. A wise person will surround critical words with words of edification. You will see that even, even when you read in the, in the epistles, Paul is writing to a church that is going to correct because they are doing some nasty things. But when you look at how, how he does that, if you look at, uh, let's, let's open First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brothers, source things. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ and called to be holy together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord. Amen. This is a church where there was a person who was sleeping with his own stepmom. This is a church where people were in division. Some people say I'm of Paul. This one says I'm of of, 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 of Cephas. And somebody say I'm of I'm of Jesus, as if the others were not of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. But the way he addresses them, he calls them the sanctified ones. Holy. And then he begins to talk about the next time in the same, in the same uh, uh, chapter, in chapter verse 10, he begins to address the problems. <laughs> Isn't it? So let's learn that wisdom. Speak the good, then come to the issues that need to be resolved. Then at the end of it, you also uh, share uh, 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 also the good of that person. 
Um, Pastor Harlan calls that the sandwich. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the sandwich. Amen. So use that. Encourage uh, one another. We all can do with some encouragement. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Many times we're going through hard times. Sometimes we don't know what to do. When somebody just comes and I say, oh, you, you, you make it. Don't worry. Or sometimes you make mistakes. And when you make mistakes, in those mistakes, we need somebody to come and encourage you and say, I know you have done this, but you know, it's going to be okay next time. Isn't it? Encouragement. It's a good uh, uh, way of, of communicating. Encouragement recognizes your spouse as having worth and dignity in spite of imperfection. Even if that person has made a mistake, they still have their dignity intact. They are still the image of God. Amen? And they must be treated as such. This means that you find something of value to recognize in your spouse even when he or she can't see it. There is still something of value to recognize in your spouse even when he or she can't see it. There is still something of value in that other brother, other sister, even when we may not recognize it. Speaking about it in the larger context of all relationships that we have. Encouragement builds up your spouse. Let's be generous with encouragement to build up others. Let our speech be edifying of others. Let's question ourselves and say, what I'm going to say, will it edify? Will it be a blessing to the person that I'm speaking to? Encouragement builds relationships. How good it is to relate with somebody who, is, who encourages you, isn't it? But when you are somebody who is always putting you down, somebody who is always looking at your, at your thoughts, they never come to you and tell you the good things that you do. I don't think you can be happy to be in a relationship like that. Amen. Effective communication. Oh, the time has gone. Effective communication involves good listening skills. As we have just read, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. I want you, if you can, write that and, and, and put it at your desk. I've already done mine. It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So every time you are tempted to lash out, let this word come to you. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Amen? When the temptation comes up to slander somebody, let this come to you. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is wisdom, dear brothers. And maturing in the Lord must be demonstrated by how we discipline the tongue. Amen? Show me a mature believer, you will see a person who is disciplined in the manner of the use of their tongue. 
One of the greatest gifts you can give your spouse is the gift of listening. If you listen to your spouse, he or she feels, I must be worth hearing. If you ignore your partner or her thought, could be what I said wasn't important. He doesn't care about me. Now as we come to a close, let's all meditate upon these scriptures and let's meditate on them throughout the week. Meditation is to, to, to think deeply of some scriptures. Psalm 19 verse 14 from, the, from that vision says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Not only the words that you speak to God, but every word you speak. Check yourself. Check me. Am I saying something that is acceptable to God? Proverbs 25 verse 11. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. The words you speak, when you speak them in the right way, at the right time, they are such a marvelous thing. They have such a positive effect. I tell you our words, spoken to somebody, going through some hard time. How many times have somebody come to you and then they just speak some things and you say, I needed to hear that. Amen. Surely God sent this person for me to hear this. Matthew chapter 12 verse 37, I close with that one. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Saints, it's a warning on how we use our time. Let's all rise up and be praying. Father God, we thank you this beautiful morning. As you have spoken to us through this word, you are challenging us to grow. You are challenging us to acquire wisdom, to live as wise people in this world. And we acknowledge, O oh God, that many times we have not used our tongue in the right way. And as such, we have caused hurt to others. We have put down others. We have discouraged others. And Lord, for all that, we ask for your forgiveness. Myself here, O oh God, I ask you for your forgiveness. For every word that I've spoken that has not been edified to any brother, to any sister, to my wife. And Father, we pray that through the Holy Spirit you will teach us, O oh God, how to tame our tongue. How to use our tongue in such a way that it will be a blessing to somebody. How to use our tongue in such a way that it will be an encouragement to somebody. That, oh God, people will be saying, it's good to meet this brother, this sister. 
they always speak what encourages they always speak what edifies and lord when we are given an opportunity to speak whatever that platform is we pray may we speak with wisdom may we speak what edifies lord we pray and may we remember that oh god we be quick to listen we be slow to speak and we be slow to get angry in jesus name lord we have prayed and all the saints of god say amen Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We pray that this ministry is helping you to live a life that brings glory to our Savior Jesus Christ and that His Word continues to guide and shape you to be the light of the world. For more information about our ministry and how you can get involved, please visit our website, citypentecostal.church. So give us clean hands Give us Oh